This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. I am so excited. It's your girl, Christina, here. Today's episode is going to look a little different, or I guess I should say sound a little different. I'm doing a solo episode. Today's episode is all about pregnancy and motherhood and whether you are trying to conceive or are pregnant or are a new mom, or maybe you're just like the cool aunt that has no baby in her future and are totally okay with that. That is so cool too. Um, but I'm so excited for today's episode. I got pregnant in March, um, just at the beginning of the pandemic. So it's been quite a wild ride and such a journey as I'm sure you can imagine. And I just had my sweet baby Nicholas in the beginning of December. So I am really soaking in all of that new mom life. And let me tell you guys, the struggle is real. It is so much work, but at the same time, it is like the most beautiful thing ever. And I'm so obsessed with my baby boy. Steve will make fun of me and he'll like do impressions of Nicholas, like pretend to be him. And in his voice, I'll be like, mom, stop smothering me. And he, because I just like literally give him kisses all day long. But I mean, how can you not? I just like want to bite those cheeks. Um, by the way, I shared that and it turns out that's called cute aggression. And apparently it's like a very real thing. Look it up. Um, but anyways, let's dive into this episode. I'm so excited. Just want to preface this by saying that like, Pregnancy and motherhood is so different for every single woman. Um, my journey is going to be different than your journey, than your friend's journey. Um, so just remember that. And today I am welcoming two of my good friends. I have Chelsea Scott. She is founder of the lifestyle blog, The Millennial Miss. Uh, Chelsea is like a true ray of sunshine. She's based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Chelsea and I also used to host podcasts together about The Bachelor. Um, so we love a good reality TV moment. And I just miss her so much. And she had her baby boy Brody at the end of May. And then Ashley Torres is founder of the lifestyle blog, Everyday Pursuits. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen mine and Ashley's videos together. We do style videos pretty much showing you that it doesn't matter your size. You can be a confident, badass bitch, whether you're an extra small or an extra large. And um, and Ashley had her baby Luna in the beginning of June. So they're both new moms. And on today's episode, we discuss body image when it comes to pregnancy. We discuss mom guilt before trimester, trying to get back to work, and pretty much being kind as new mothers because, and showing each other and ourselves grace because we're all on this new journey and adventure and it is so different and it is so hard and no one knows what's best for you and your baby than you. So just keep that in mind and I hope you guys love this episode. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. I am so, so, so excited for today's episode and for my very special guests. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you know uh, that they are both close friends of mine. I have Chelsea Scott here from the Millennial Miss. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, guys. How are you doing down there in Florida? I'm good, girl. How are you over there? Uh, we're good. We're good. You know, just trying to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> just honestly. I've been thriving. Yes, well. seriously. And then I have Ashley Torres here from Everyday Pursuits. Hey, Ash. Hi. Um, 
Guys, so many people messaged me the other day. I posted something on Instagram and I said how like it was yesterday. I was trying to do work and I was struggling so hard. And I was like, I need to take a nap. And um, someone messaged me being like, I hope you realize that like in the normal world, a lot of women take maternity leaves and they have maybe three months, four months off. And sometimes that's not enough. And that's like where they're only focusing on the baby and themselves. Um, So please feel free to take all the naps that you want. And I was like, wow, like I'm living in this delusional world right now where I feel like I have to do the most, like do all the things. And I put so much pressure on myself and I'm sure you guys have done, have felt the same way in some regard too. Um, And I know that you both are a little bit further along on this mom journey than I am, but I'm so happy. One thing I've learned is that having the support of other mothers, it's like this new group that I'm in that feels so warm and welcoming. And I get chills just thinking about it because no one understands what what it's like to be a mom or the struggles that you go through until you're a mom. And having that support system is everything. So I'm so thankful that I have both of you that I feel like I could text, call and be like, help, (laughs) help. (laughs) We got you. It feels so good. Okay. So Ashley and Chelsea, I want to know, when did you both have your babies? In May and June? Was it? Yeah, I had Luna June 12th. And Chelsea? And Brody was born early on May 31st. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are like two weeks apart. Yeah. Yeah, it's really close. That, well, Chelsea, when was your due date? Um, June 9th. Okay. Luna was June sixth. So Yeah. So we there we go. Conceived, like the same week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny when you get to like think about that with your friends too? You're like, Oh, so you had sex on this day and that's when the baby oh, yeah. came. Like you were doing the dirty then. I'm like, Me too, girl, me too. <laughs> I think something that I've when I like think about pregnancy and honestly, weirdly, I miss being pregnant in a certain way. It was like, such oh a, God, it was such a beautiful time. Um, but a big thing that comes to mind is just like body image and like the struggles that we all go through. Like just as women, like I feel like I've struggled with my body image since I was like, I don't know, like eight years old, like nine years old since I went to started going to a public pool realistically and had to see other girls in their bikinis and bathing suits. Um, and it was something that like, I always wanted to be a mom and I always was so excited to get pregnant, but I definitely had those inner thoughts in my head of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to look like when I'm pregnant? Like, how is my body going to change? Um, am I going to ever be the same? Like, am I going to carry well? All these like preconceived notions and stresses that you put on yourselves. And I would love to know if you had those same thoughts before you got pregnant and how was your body image um, affected by your pregnancy? Chelsea, let me know. I feel like, and this might sound really selfish or silly, it was one of my roadblocks to getting pregnant because I was just, I feel like I kind of heard all these horror stories about being pregnant or like, you know, just a whole world, a whole nine months of unknowns of what's going to happen to your body and all the changes and you're just so out of control. And um, that was really scary to me. You know, I just, I love being in control. I love knowing what's going to happen. And you know, waking up and working out. And I just wanted things to kind of fall into place how I just always thought that they were going to. Um, And, you know, my husband, he's just wanted babies, you know, forever and ever. And I was like, okay, but, you know, I just, I don't know if I can do it. And it was just so interesting because in turn, I was just left with this beautiful pregnancy. And I really, if 
as cliche as it may sound, I absolutely fell in love with my body 10 times more than I ever loved it before. Um, so I totally get that. I mean, before pregnancy, I was just like, I don't, I was so worried about it. Um, and looking back in hindsight, I think that was kind of silly of me, but you know, it's just, I didn't know. Um, so yeah, there were a lot of worries going into pregnancy. I feel like just body image wise, or just really loosening the reins on saying like, Hey, my body knows what it's doing and I have to honor that. Um, so it was a whirlwind, I think even beforehand for sure. What about you, Ashley? Well, I think like Chelsea said, I was blessed with, I had a pretty easy pregnancy and, you know, I'm going to preface this because it's coming up a lot that like everybody's journey is different. Everyone's pregnancy, getting pregnant journey is different. Everyone's actual pregnancy journey is different. Everyone's postpartum journey is different. You know, like it's just kind of the beginning of now you have to raise another human and you have to do you and not worry about what everyone else is doing or how they're feeling about it. And I had a really easy pregnancy. And like Chelsea said, I ended up feeling like the most confident I had ever felt when I was pregnant. Like I would say now I, I look back at that time. I'm like, what hormones are running through my body? Because I need to put that in a pill and take it every day because I just felt so beautiful, like inside and outside, like outside, honestly, like my, I've always battled with acne my whole life. And I was so worried, like what would happen to my hormones when I got pregnant? Because, you know, you hear people that are like, I don't get the pregnancy glow. I literally had the worst acne ever. For me, I got that pregnancy glow. And now I'm like, I felt so beautiful and just so amazing. I had so much energy and it was just such a positive experience for me. And I feel like it's important to share that with people because like Chelsea was saying, you usually only hear the bad, you know? And I remember sharing my journey on Instagram and I had so many girls DM and be like, you know what? Like you're making pregnancy seem like really cool and like really exciting and not as bad as it it's been seeming to be out in the world. And I'm like, it's not bad. Like, yes, you could have it bad, but you could have it great. So like, try not to let what you don't know affect kind of jumping into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, Ash, I don't know if you agree. Also, you too, Christine. I feel like I just wish it was almost normal to say like, hey, pregnancy really was beautiful. And it was really awesome. And like you said, every single one of us can have a different journey. Who knows, maybe next pregnancy, I'm going to be kicking myself, you know, because oh. it might just be a, a bad experience. You know, Hopefully that's but, my biggest fear. Like, my pregnancy is easy and my baby is easy. I'm like, I can't have another baby because like, God, like, what if it's awful? Wait, do you guys feel like that you can't tell people that you had a good pregnancy? Like people get upset with you? Or do you feel like there's this pressure to be like, oh my gosh, everything is so hard all the time? Because yeah. so I had um, a lot of questions, you know, Chelsea, we'd love to hear your birth story, blah, blah, blah. And um, this was also pre-pregnancy. I'm like, I can't give birth. Like the thought of that, anything about it I was like that kind of makes me want to gag like I don't know I can't do it I can't do it and I had such an incredible birth that after I was like holy shit that was amazing that was one of the you know the best moments of my life I wish I could do it 10 times over and you know when so many people were asking you know when are you going to share your birth story I really hesitated like I it took me a few months to share it because in a really just weird way, I felt guilty for having such a wonderful experience and again I think it's just because I've heard all of these stories, you know, I was in labor for 36 hours and this and that. And it was, um, and I felt a part of me just almost felt bad, I guess. I just, um, I felt like 
I wasn't on the same wavelength, I guess, kind of in motherhood in a weird way. Um, you know, so when I eventually shared and I felt even when I was talking about it, you know, I'm, if you know me, I'm not one to ever really hold back and I could tell myself feeling my story or telling my story, but kind of diverting in a way. And, um, anyways, after I shared, I get so many messages. Thank you so much for, you know, just showing that birth can be beautiful and a great experience. You know, I've always been shared to scare it was scared to share my story, et cetera, et cetera. So I wish, um, you know, again, everyone's journey can be different and, you know, I'm, I might be kicking myself down the road, but, um, you know, I wish it was kind of a no- more normal thing to say like, Hey, it's, it can be the good too. See, that's so interesting. That also like makes me really sad because I feel like as women, we put all of these demanding pressures on each other. And it's like, if your story is different from mine, then like yours isn't Mm -hmm. as good or it's not equal. But like we like you said a million times, pregnancy is so different from everyone. My pregnancy was completely different than both of yours. I was like sick for like six months of it where I was pretty much like throwing up all the time. But looking back on it, I don't like think about that at all. Like it was still like the best time ever. Like I loved being pregnant and I felt as much as I was like so nervous about like how my body would change. I think I made like all these jokes about, about it to like my, my friends, like my family. And then I just did that as like a, I guess as like a way of protecting myself of being like, it's okay that your body's going to change. Like, let's just joke about it. Let's just have fun with it. Um, but I ended up feeling like the most beautiful too, but it goes in waves. And that for me, like really changed. And I, if you guys are listening and you watch my birth story, you'll see like the last week of my pregnancy, I literally couldn't look in the mirror, which I did all the time, but I just couldn't even recognize myself because I was so swollen. And I felt like I was over it at that point. And I was like, Oh my gosh, am I ever going to go back to normal? Like literally, like I felt like my nose grew five inches, which is fine. It probably (laughs) did. But like, you know, when you start like all the emotions, all the hormones, everything was like, just really, really getting to me. And then even like my pregnancy, I was in labor pretty much like technically because I got induced for like 36 hours, but the actual delivery ended up being so beautiful. And I think that it's like so easy to hear these stories from other women. And yes, there are so many, like everyone has such a different journey, um, but everyone's is so unique and it could be beautiful. And if yours was easy, if yours was hard, you have to like just own that. And that's totally okay. Um, but I think that like the most important thing is that we support each other and that everyone feels comfortable to share their stories and their experiences because otherwise like we're just like hindering ourselves and putting everyone in a closet really. Um, you need right. to be if able to share, share it with other moms. Yeah. Then who can we share it with? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, my recovery has been knock on wood. Like I've been so blessed, um, that it's been really easy for me and I've been able, um, to just like move and to do all the things, honestly, like I, I physically, I feel well. Um, and I know that's different for a lot of people too, but I've, you know, as I've been sharing, getting dressed on stories and doing my hair and my makeup, people are like, oh, you're making it look so easy. Or you, I'm so happy to see that, like, it it isn't all so terrible. So I think that these stories are really important to share. Um, After you guys had the baby, did you feel like any pressure to like kind of bounce back or like get your body back? Or was that not even a thought? Um, well, for me, I launched my swim line with L Space two weeks after I yeah, had Yeah, that's Luna, crazy. Which wasn't the original plan, but COVID pushed back the launch. So I was supposed to launch while I was pregnant. Um, so I, I mean, 
I didn't definitely didn't feel any pressure to have like my body be bikini ready in two weeks. Cause that's just like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt pressure to like have to work because that wasn't the plan going in. Like the plan was I was going to launch the swim line, have a baby a month later and take like a good amount of time off and work as I wanted to. Um, so I felt a lot of pressure to work, but in terms of body image, like to not digress, I think, I feel like there's something about when you see your body grow and do all the amazing things it does during pregnancy. Like for me, it just made me realize it took 10 months to get there. You know, it's not going to go back in 2.5 seconds. And, you know, if we're being honest, I'm the type of person, like I've always had a fast metabolism. I've like, everyone in my family is really petite. Like we just are small people. Like that's just the way it is, you know? And so like, I wasn't that worried about it, I guess. Cause I was like, it'll just fall off. Cause it always has in the past. Um, but I think what was hard for me is just the strength. Like it's different to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's different to bounce back in the sense that like you're back to your pre-pregnancy weight, but like, man, like my core and just like my, the strength of my body is nowhere where it used to be. And like, that has been really hard to swallow because it's going to take a long time to build that back. Chelsea, did you feel the same? Yeah, I, um, I love working out. It's just always been, it's like my hour of therapy. Um, so I hold that really close to me. Um, and after like Ash was just saying, I mean, you guys lifting weights. I mean, I would be like pushing sleds, you know, doing this, doing that. And I, I couldn't be farther from (laughs) any of that now. Um, and I think that's a really hard pill to swallow, you know, just in the sense of like, wow. Okay. Like Ashley just said, you know, it took a, it took us a hot minute to get here. It's going to take us a hot minute to get back. But I also just view it. Um, I've never felt pressure to be like, I need to get back to this body that once was because I don't think that body necessarily exists anymore. Like my body now oh, is just, grew, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like grew and birthed a human. Like I'm never going to be that same body again. Um, if like my I, insides it, especially will never look. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally nothing's going to be the same ever again. <laughs> so, um, no, I it, honestly, I feel like it's kind of done the reverse. I think, um, it's really calmed me down with body image. I want to say I was even just like, I was way harder on myself beforehand. Um, and I don't think I appreciated um, the body that I worked really hard for before pregnancy. Um, so it's been nice to kind of just like take a breath and do things, you know, step by step and just honoring each day as it comes. And, um, you know, just getting back into where I feel good mentally and physically. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I think that honestly, I, my the biggest thing that I've learned is that I now have such a different respect level for my body. I'm just like, holy crap. Every time I look at my son, I'm like, I honestly, I can't. First of all, I'm like still so freaking emotional. Like things can just make me cry like in a second. So if I start tearing up, don't, (laughs) don't mind me. Um, But I'm just like, holy crap, how was he in me? Like that is the most insane thing. And I feel like it took off my, my confidence journey. My body journey has been something that like I've been dealing with for like the past, like two decades, honestly. Um, And I can say 
so happily now that like I like don't look in the mirror and think for a second like oh my gosh like I need to have a flat stomach or I need to have this or that like for me I'm like I need to be able to carry (laughs) this car seat up a couple flights Mm -hmm. steps and like that's what I think about and like the strength and stuff like that is really like when I think about my body and it that's all I care about is like being healthy and strong for my son and like I'm focusing a lot more on like what I'm putting into my body And it's not like to lose weight or it's not to like shed pounds or anything. It's to honestly just give my body the best fuel so I can pass that on to my child. And I think it's like coming at it from like such a more selfless sort of way and also just a way like of a form of appreciation instead of like demands. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like now working out, it's more of a therapy, right? It's like, you need to get your, it's it's for the mental space. Like I need to get my head in a space where I can show up for this child every day. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I feel like, sorry, Christina. No, go on, Chelsea, go on. I was just saying, just for Ash, like just to beat off of that, um, my motivation level to just be an overall healthy person mentally, spiritually, emotionally has just skyrocketed. Cause I like, it's not just about me anymore. You know, like I now have, you know, a sweet baby boy that I am responsible for fueling for raising, you know, the whole thing. And it's just, um, it's been really cool. And I think just really beautiful to be like, you know, I'm lacing up my tennis shoes or I'm taking a minute, whatever it is, you know, like also for him. Cause if I'm not at my best, He's not going to be at his, you know, I can't then be the best version of a mother that I can be. So I, you know, that motivation just goes through the roof, I feel like, or at least like that's what I've experienced. 100%. I think what you just touched on is so important because it's not only about physical health, it's about emotional health. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think that is something that, and mental health. And I think that's something that we like, we overlook a lot. Um, But postpartum depression is so huge. I think it affects one in four women. When, when you like think about that statistic, like that's insane. If there was another person on this call, that means like it could have affected one of us. How was your postpartum journey? Did you guys struggle with any baby blues? Chelsea? I'm just an emotional person as is. Like, I'm just going to cut and see you straight. You know, I'm just, that's just how I've always been. So I think, um, you know, after post baby, I, I wasn't hit with any blues. If anything, um, my trying to navigate, you know, as transitioning to a whole new role and like, obviously I love my husband. I love Robbie more than anything, but also adding someone else now to our family, navigating, like, it's not just us two anymore, you know, and going through like, um, you know, kind of feel like losing a part of us, but yet we gain a whole nother perfect aspect. Um, so that I think emotionally was a heavy, you know, with some heavy baggage just to kind of work through. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I would look at Brody all the time and just cry, you know, I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. Um, but it, I can't, I don't think I um, experienced any necessarily blues. It was just, um, a, you know, it was a roller coaster for sure. What about you, Ash? I don't, I mean, it's hard to tell. I think in the beginning, I definitely, I just describe it as all the feels. Like I just had overwhelming amounts of feelings and like they would make me cry, but I wasn't necessarily sad. I wasn't necessarily happy. It was just like so much to process. Like I remember I was writing a caption for an Instagram post like (laughs) two weeks after I had Luna and Andy walked by and he's like, what's wrong? And I was literally just 
bawling. And I was probably writing something like, she's so cute. I love her. I don't even know. But I feel like those first couple months for me were all the feels. I think now, you know, we're almost seven months out. I don't, I don't know if it's like a depression. I think like just we've been in COVID the whole time we've had our babies, right? All of us. Mm-hmm. And I think like in the beginning, I think COVID was a blessing in the sense that like I had no FOMO. Everyone was staying home. So being home was great. And I had like so much time to spend with my baby. But now that she's big enough, I'm like, I want to take her out. I want to do things. And I think it's really gotten to me in the sense that like this first year isn't what I imagined it to be. And sometimes that makes me really sad. So, I mean, I think it's just overall like COVID depression, not as like deep as a depression, but just like sadness. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, think that's... I'll second that for sure. <laughs> I'll third I'll that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will say that I feel like, as you said, it's like a blessing and a curse. Um, I, we obviously don't know what it's like. At least I don't know what it's like because I found out I was pregnant like two weeks after the pandemic started. So I didn't have like, I was fully in it. And um, I think it really would have been a struggle for me. Like if the world was the way it used to be if like I had the baby and I didn't have my family around and all of a sudden everyone was going to all these holiday parties and there was all these work events and all these things I had to miss. I think it, it, I think it honestly would have been really hard um, because all of a sudden your life is just so completely different. And um, to see everyone doing all these things that you normally would have been doing and missing out on them, I think I would have struggled with that a little bit. So I feel in a way, um, that I got lucky that when I had my son, it was first of all, first of all, I'm so blessed that I was able to have my family here because that was so hard to navigate that and to make it happen. And the fact that I was able to spend the first month with like my parents and my siblings um, really like just changed everything for me. And I feel like if I didn't have them too, that would have added a whole other level of sadness because I literally, it's like what, 1 p.m. I've spoken to like every single person in my family already today and like FaceTime them twice. You know what I mean? Like we're just all so close that um, I think not having that support system would have would have made things really, really difficult. I do think like to your point, Christina, and back to Chelsea, you kind of you mourn your old life, Mm -hmm. especially with your partner and what's interesting to think about is we will never know like what because baby and COVID happened at the exact same time we will never be able to differentiate between pre-baby life and post-COVID life yeah (laughs) I was like wait you know what I I mean like there are people I feel like you talked about that on Instagram before and I was literally on my phone like yep like there are people who like sister because it's so true like yeah There are people who have had babies before, like five years ago, and they know how their life changed pre and post having a baby. Mm -hmm. But because our life, two life things happen the exact same time with COVID and a baby, we will never be able to say, oh, yeah, like having a baby changed me in this way because it honestly could have been COVID or it could have been both, you know, like, and so many times I'm like, this is COVID's fault. It's not because of the baby. (laughs) No, it's so true. Um, I got a question from a listener that I want to share because I was so fortunate to have support, but I don't know if both of you had, and I I don't think Ashley, you had any immediate support. Um, They asked, hold on, I need to find out where to go. Um, 
Okay. What is your advice for parents who don't have the best local support system for those first few weeks? Ashley, you didn't have any support the first few weeks, right? Do you have no. any advice? Yeah, we didn't have anyone until like three or four months. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just us two. And honestly, I loved it. I think use that time to figure out how you are and your partner are going to become this unit of three. Um, because that's a really special time. And it's, you could look at it as like, oh, man, I wish I had help. And this is such a bummer. Or you can look at it as like the first month or so of my baby's life will just be me and his or her dad, you know? And I would say, you know, outside of like thinking in a positive way, sleep when the baby sleeps. I mean, anytime we put her to bed, I went to bed right after those first few weeks. It's just like what helps me get by. Um, and be over communicative. It's kind of one of those things where like, especially partners, they don't know what they don't know. Like they can't, they don't know that you are exhausted and can't do the dishes or exhausted and can't do the laundry or order groceries, things like that, that you, if you typically own that in your relationship, they don't always understand. Like sometimes I'm like, babe, do you know how food gets into this house every week? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you know, bananas just don't like, yeah, they just show up. But I actually have to go like to the store or order them on, you know, Amazon app, you know, things like that, that they don't know. So be over communicative and just give yourself grace. I think it's a huge learning curve. And one thing I will say that someone told me is we as mamas carrying the baby have had almost 10 months to prepare for this child, like mentally and physically, it has been growing. Our mind has been changing the partners. Nothing has changed for them in those 10 months. Like besides looking at us and seeing us be pregnant, you know? So for them, it is such a huge reality check when the baby's born. And it's something to just take into consideration because I know there's a lot of men who like it hits them and they're like, Oh my God, this is permanent. Like this baby's not going anywhere. And now I have this responsibility and it can become like, I think men can get postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. So something to think about in terms of like your partner and how you can support each other. No, I think that's actually a really great tip. And sometimes I look at Steve and Steve is like super, super supportive and so hands-on. And actually his mom was here the other day and she's like, wow, I just can't believe he's changing diapers and doing all these things. I'm like, yeah, of course he is. She's like, well, his father never did any of that. She said, I don't think he changed one diaper for both kids. And I was like, I would literally freaking kill Steve. Um, But he's like (laughs) so supportive and so helpful. But I also feel like there's just certain things like he can't do. Like I'm trying to breastfeed my child. Like I'm also pumping, I'm doing all these things. And while, you know, if I'm pumping and I'm giving him bottles and he'll feed him, I feel like sometimes I put more pressure on him in a certain way to like, almost like, like, well, I'm doing all this. Like I need you to do more too. And it is so nice to like sit back and be like, have some reflection and be like, Oh wait, he actually just did that. Like 3am feeding. Like I am so stressed out, but like what you just said, Ashley, it's so true. Like this is all so new for him and probably like more of a mind fuck honestly than it is for me. So I, I'm going to take that advice and use that in my own relationship because I mean, you're absolutely right. Like I've been carrying this baby for so long. I've been like talking to it. I've been like feeling it. Like I've been the one going to the doctor's appointment stuff that he couldn't even go to or experience. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, the baby's crying in the middle of the night. And it's like, there's no going back. You know, I, I feel like I was more prepared for that than he was. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. What about you, Chelsea? I know you said that like your relationship, like just trying to navigate that as like a new relationship of three, like, do you have any tips on like how to balance your relationship with your husband while also welcoming in like the lo- another love of your life? You know, it was interesting for us because Robbie, um, he's a professional baseball player. So he had to leave when Brody was, I don't even think he was two months old. So Rob left for two-ish months. So that, it was almost kind of like the flip side. You know what I mean? Like it was just Ash and Andy. And then all of a sudden, like on my end, it was me and baby, you know? So that was an interesting time because, but to Ashley's point, we communicated, I mean, and it was just over communication, you know, cause he was, a, he was apart from us. And obviously for him emotionally, that was a lot. Um, I think even more so for him than me, because I was lucky enough, we live very close to both of our families. So ever, the, the village showed up, you know, and really um, stepped in and was there for us. Um, but for Rob, you know, just becoming this new dad and just having this baby, then to be able having to leave, um, you know, you've got to, you, you almost just have to talk to them as if like, you know, kind of like those few moments that you just found out that you were pregnant and, and all those feelings, they just in their mind just had a baby, you know, so not to coddle them or to say like, you know, but you've just got to like work through it. I think anything, nothing is off limits, what you can talk about, um, you know, and just really, just really show up for each other. I mean, you gotta, you gotta like step up to the bat, you know, it's a, it's, it's totally game time now. Um, the baby's here and just however you're feeling, communicate with them because they can't read your mind. They can't read your mind pre-pregnancy. And they're definitely not going to be able to read your mind post-pregnancy. So like, you know, Hey babe, I am feeling X, Y, and Z. Hey babe, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, and just spell it out. And I promise like you guys will be good to go. I think the emotions and just like, I mean, I'm like, literally, I always say like, if I could, if there's an award giving it out to like the most emotional person in the world, like, I feel like I honestly (laughs) should be in the running for it because I just can cry like instantly. Um, But I think the overwhelming amount of emotions is something that I wasn't necessarily prepared for, for postpartum was just like, that was just something that I like literally didn't expect to be crying all the time like but mostly out of happiness or just like out of confusion or maybe just out of tiredness Mm -hmm. I don't know um and the main other thing that like besides that is something that I really just did not expect or know how to deal with is like breastfeeding and like feeding my baby and that's something that I just don't feel like a lot of women talk about um I just like honestly was just like oh I'm gonna have a baby and I'm gonna nurse him and I'm gonna be like this milk goddess I guess and it's just gonna be so easy and like (laughs) and breastfeeding is honestly like one of the hardest things I've had to deal with um and it's probably been like the most surprising thing for me postpartum. Um, what has been like for you, Chelsea, like the hardest thing and like the most surprising thing that you weren't like prepared for uh, after you had your baby? I think the hardest thing, which I guess is, I mean, is a blessing. I, I just really didn't know that you could have an instant connection, mm-hmm. um, you know, with your baby. Of course, I had always heard about, you know, you'll love nothing more the moment you meet him or her. And, um, I always just kind of believe that that was like a, you know, like a cliche situation. Um, but I, I just like had this overwhelming connection and that Christine, like you were saying, I would just cry, you know, and that's really hard for me to kind of 
figure to try to figure out why am I crying? You know, I know I'm not sad, but can I actually be crying this much because I'm happy or am I just so overwhelmed or, you know, am I worried? Am I this or am I that? So trying to really like sit down in my own thoughts and say like, Chelsea, you know, why are you crying? Why are you upset? Um, that I think that was the hardest thing. And I know someone listening is going to be like, okay, that's, you know, please stop talking because nothing about that is a hardship. Um, I think, I don't know. I just, um, every day is a new day and just navigating through it all and just doing so with patience, um, how to learn a whole new set of patience, which I think has been a little difficult for me. But besides that, um, I can honestly say, I don't think, knock on wood fingers crossed that I've had like this ultimate hardship moment yet good I hope that you don't have that that's great (laughs) and again like I get like nervous saying that because I'm like oh my god someone you know they're gonna say well I went through this and this and this and I get like nervous saying that that I haven't had you know like this mommy breakdown in the first few months um you know or this or you know that I've gone through this struggle um so I hope that that changes so people like me don't have to start sweating when they're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, don't sweat. You should be you should be happy. You should be very happy and, and kiss your little boy that you don't have any of that. What about you, Ash? Um this is a tough one. I think, you know, my breastfeeding journey has been pretty easy for the most part. But I just think the overwhelming I mean, it seems so obvious, but like there's no days off. And like that can weigh on you, you know? And when, even if everything is going smooth and easy, like there's no days off. And sometimes you're just like, wow, you know, like I'm in, in, in this for 18 years, obviously between now and 18, you will have days <laughs> off. But the first, like, you know, we're at seven months now. It's just like, I, I describe it like that feeling You know, when you work like a really hard week and on Friday, Friday night, you're exhausted and you go to bed knowing like, oh, I get to sleep in on Saturday. Like I have nothing on the calendar and that feeling of just like relief. Well, I feel like that Friday night feeling of exhaustion every night. And then I go to bed and I still have to wake up and do it over and over and over again. Um, And so that's just been, I think, hard to adjust to. Yeah. yeah, I know. I don't think that probably gets easier. I mean, I, I it does at a certain point, yeah. but there will be obviously like different challenges and different things coming up all the time as your baby gets older. Um, but that is so real, like literally no freaking days off. I think for me, like one thing I will say is um, obviously I'm like struggling with the breastfeeding journey and stuff like that. That's been really hard for me. But I will say that the one thing I was so surprised about was like how natural everything else would feel. Um, and just like how I did not know a single thing about having a baby. Um, I don't know if you guys read any books prior to having the baby or any of that, but like, I honestly didn't. And I just remember like, Try. I'm like talking to Steve one night. Like, should we be googling stuff? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to prepare for. Like, and he's like, "What are you gonna Google?" I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "What should we Google?" And he's like, "You're being ridiculous." He's like, "Go to sleep." <laughs> but I just knew nothing. And Steve and I kept saying, "Like, we'll, we'll just figure it out. You just figure it out." Um, mm-hmm. And you really do. And I know that, like, you, 
having the actual baby is like the scariest thing that people always talk about like oh my gosh like being pregnant this and that but like no like when your baby comes that's when you when all the like the work really starts obviously um but it is Mm -hmm. so crazy how all of a sudden like I've never changed a diaper before and now you just like know how to change diapers and you know how to like do this and you know how to feed them and you just like you start to like know their cries or you know and things just come so naturally. And I think that you just learn, have to really learn to like trust yourself and believe in yourself and like know that you got this, you know? Um, and obviously show yourself a lot of grace and patience. Um, but that was something that I was like, wow. Like, and it was kind of nice having my parents here. They're just like, you're just a natural. And I was like, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, but you just have to be, cause you just like automatically just start to figure it out. And it's so crazy how you can go into autopilot and you just know how to do things that you never no one ever taught you or you never like knew you'd know how to do. Do you guys have that same experience? Yeah. I mean, well, my little sister, my youngest sister was born when I was 16. So I kind of so had have some. a lot of baby yeah. experience, but for Andy, like he literally never held a baby until a year before Luna was born. <laughs> and to see him now, just like change diapers like this, hold her, play with her, you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but for the most part, he just like went from zero to a hundred. And that was like really cool to see. Chelsea, what about for you and Robbie? I kind of feel like I was the Andy because my husband, he's been around babies forever, done the whole thing. You know, I feel like he was like the walking baby book, you know, and I always be like, Robbie, I was like, you were saying like, well, when we have a baby, what do we do for X, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Chelsea. We got it. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah, I'm really, I'm just, I'm going to be honest. I'm really proud of myself, how I feel like I've just kind of like seamlessly fell into a role that I felt completely unprepared for, but turns out like, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I think it's really cool to recognize that and to say that out loud and to say like, Hey, I'm doing a damn good job. Like I'm figuring out along the way and we're learning together. Um, Yeah. I just, all the books, I mean, whatever you know who needs those anyways your mama gut tells you um tells you what's up but yeah I was the Andy for sure I'm like okay so how do we change what do we do with this diaper and um so I'm just like you got it you'll figure it out (laughs) I will say now I'm still googling all the things especially at like 3 a.m in the morning and one thing that has given me oh my gosh get off google I know no but actually now I feel so comfortable with it because now I actually have questions I have like I'm looking for answers for not just like a whole like open space of like oh my gosh what should I be worried about but now I have a if I have a question you know how like google like fills in the rest for you like they can kind of like read your mind they already know and when it comes up right away I'm like oh my gosh I'm not the only person that's like googling this like obviously like this is a big thing so it gives me a lot of hope even more so that I'm like okay I'm not alone in this Um, a listener wrote in a question asking how do you deal with 24 7 anxiety if your baby is okay this is not something I struggle with. I feel like I'm almost like a little too chill in this part where I'm like, oh, he's fine. He's fine. Do you guys, have you ever dealt with that like 24 seven anxiety or like kind of like can't sleep at night because any noise keeps you up or no? Chelsea? I have it. I think I would say if I did, it was probably the first few nights that we transitioned him into the crib. That was like my, I was worried. I was watching, you know, I had two monitors, like crazy first time mom. Um, but, but, and I just, but besides that, honestly, no, I haven't. I wish that I had some beautiful advice to share. Um, but I don't know that I'm the person Wait, for that. Do you have a snoo? 
We did. He hated it. <laughs> oh, because oh. I was going to say, because um, Christina has a snooze too. And I yeah. was like, I think one of the reasons why I didn't have like 24 seven anxiety is because the snoo is so safe and you know that they cannot yeah. go anywhere when they're strapped into that thing. So like, once you put them in, it's like, what's going to happen? You know? And I just feel like, or for the mom asking that, I mean, I just think like kind of if I was having a worry, I would literally just go through a mental checklist. Like, is his diaper change? Is he fed? Is he comfortable? You know, like, and you will eventually start to learn their cries. There's a very different cry from hungry to tired to scared, you know, to all those things. Um, so just, I feel like kind of like take a breath, listen to your mama self, um, you know, go through your checklist and just, you know, they're okay. They're much more resilient than we think. Absolutely. Totally. Wait, Chelsea, I need to know why did your baby hate the snoo or how did you know he hated it? Because I honestly, the snoo gives me like, I don't know what, I don't want to know what it's like to not have a snoo. I love it so much. Yes. Um, I think he just every, he's like a swaddle ninja. I've tried, um, if anyone needs to talk about a swaddle, I've tried all 75 of them on the market. Um, just hated being swaddled. Um, he just like, he wasn't into it. And I, we tried and tried and eventually I'm like, I'm not, what am I going to do? Like fight this baby on it, you know? And once he was able to roll over and do, you know, do his thing, we put him in the crib and he's, he's never been happier. Um, he just scoots, you know, rolls around in there and sleeps through the night, knock on wood. And, um, yeah, he's chilling. So I'm thankful we didn't buy the snow. We rented it from a friend. So that was like a saving grace. Um, but you know, for the mamas and kids that love it, I've heard it's incredible. It just, um, for whatever reason, it wasn't, it wasn't for Brody. <laughs> no, and that's totally fine. But it's so interesting because there's like so many products on the market. And when I was mm-hmm. like trying to figure out like what I needed for everything and like the chairs and this and that, and so many of my friends were like, oh, you kind of just need to get all of them because you don't know what your baby's going to like. And I was like, what? This seems like so overwhelming. But they're like, every baby is different. And like some pe- some different. babies love certain things and some hate certain things. And you just don't yeah. know until you try. So I think that for me, like one of the most important things was trying to figure out how I'm going to still be Christina. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Nicholas's mom, but like, I'm also Christina Zias. Like, I have my own identity and working and doing things for myself is something that's like really, really important to me. And I'm like still trying to figure out how to navigate it all. Um, But there's been like little things that like I try and do for myself, like take showers, for instance, or like (laughs) do my hair and makeup or get dressed when I want to. Um, And I think that like as a mom, it's so important to take care of yourself um, because if you aren't healthy and you don't have like a good mental health, emotional health, physical health, like you can't be there for your child, as we've said before. Um, And I, I was doing this story the other day and I was asking about clean self tanners um, because I was just feeling a little pale and I want a little bit of tan. Chelsea, I think you recommended something. So thank you. Um, And I got this message from someone saying you should probably spend less time glamming up and more time with your child. And I was just like, my eyes cannot roll. I'll have to record later. My eyeballs are. I was just like, (laughs) I didn't even know which thing. I was like so mad, so annoyed. And then I like felt sad for this person that they are clearly like so bored and have nothing else to do with themselves. And like, I mean, I'm like, I don't think I could be with my child anymore. You know what I mean? Um, But it bothered me on 
on two different levels because one, it was like pretty much saying that I'm like a bad mom. And two, it was trying to make me feel guilty for doing something for me. And I'm like, I just don't understand like why as women, like we do that to each other. Like we need to support each other in like as much as we possibly can. Um, but I honestly think that like the the time, like the 10 minutes literally that it takes me to like get ready every day are 10 minutes for me. And I just think that is so important. Um, and I, I would just like want to know your experience with that. Like, do you feel like there are certain things that you do for you every single day to like get you on a level that helps you show up for your child? Um, consistently. Yeah. Put my, put my lashify lashes on. Oh, like, see, there you go. Because I feel better. I just feel like, you know, it's not even surface level shit. Like I just feel better about myself and my lashes look good. And like when I can wake up and look in the mirror and like pump and be like, you know what? I look cute today. Like that just makes me feel good. Um, but I agree. I mean, I think like this is like a whole nother podcast topic of like losing yourself in motherhood and like how to not do that. But I agree in so much that you just have to do what's best for you and baby. And like, it just makes me so sad that someone sent you that DM because like it, it's so, it's so unproductive. It's so unproductive. Like if you're worried about someone tanning themselves, like go fuck yourself. Sorry. Seriously. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And while you're doing that, get the life while you're at it, because there's just, there's no time for that shit. Um, I think if obviously a hundred things would be different if it wasn't COVID, I feel like my answer would probably be very different if I wasn't, haven't been sitting in my house for a year, you know? Um, but just like daily movement, like that's, that's my thing. I'm like, I need 45 minutes, throw in an extra 15 for, for a shower and, um, you know, whether I, I just throw on my headphones and move my body and I just feel, I just feel good mentally afterwards. Um, so, I mean, I try to hold that like very close to me every day. Um, like giving me my time and mama will be good. Yeah. I think we really need to do that. And I think that like, at, like just in general, like women need to feel like it's okay to like also put themselves, obviously like your baby is going to come first, but like, it's okay to put yourself first at some point of the day too. You know what I mean? And like make that time for you. And the mom guilt, like I heard so much about it, but I didn't realize like how real it really was. Um, until obviously like I had a baby, um, but I think that like that message bothered me so much. It's because like as a as a new mom, you already put so much guilt on yourself and you're worried about so many different things. So then for someone else to try and project that onto you too, it's just like, it's like a whole spiral effect. And then like people wonder like why women like struggle with like anxiety or depression and this and that. But it's like, if you are enforcing your own ideals onto someone else and like trying to make them feel bad about themselves, like you're just perpetuating that. Um, so I just think like as women, we should, should probably stop doing that. How about that? Oh, 100%. Um, as far as mom guilt, is there anything that like, Ashley, that you struggled with or like felt guilty about? Or I know you mentioned like just trying to find balance with work. Like when you're working, do you feel guilty that you're not with your baby? Um, I would say right now, no, I think you know, we can, I feel like we can add the COVID asterisk to every answer because like if COVID was, didn't exist and I was 
attempting to live the life that I lived before with travel and work and going to events and being out all the time, I don't know how I would be able to have done it. Like something would have to give. And I definitely think I would have felt guilty. Now I, you know, Christine and I have talked about this offline. Like I battle with the fact that like, because COVID has made us stay home, I should be able to give her everything always because because I have no excuse. Like I have no reason to be out of the house, but that doesn't mean that I have no reason to like give myself time to do work just because it's in the house. You know what I mean? I think I'm having a hard time like setting aside time because I feel like, well, if I'm here, if I'm physically in her presence, like I need to be with her. And so it's hard for me to block off time for work. And I think that has been really, really challenging and, it's more of a, it's more of a guilt for work. It's not a, it's not a mom guilt. Mm -hmm. It's a guilt of like, like the Ashley of before I miss it so badly. And I want to figure out how to, how to do it. And I can't figure out how to do it right now. Like with not being able to have full-time help because of COVID with not living the life that we did before, you know, I, I feel like I've lost so much of me and I tell this to my husband all the time. I'm like, again, I can't separate it between like, I lost so much because of baby or I lost so much because of COVID. You know, my, my life before my business before like was about traveling and getting dressed to go places and meeting new people and like living your everyday life, like everyday pursuits. And like when your everyday pursuit is literally sitting in your house, it makes you question like, like, what am I all about? Like, what is my purpose and what is my job? And so that has been like really challenging for me. I mean, yeah, I think that is really hard to divide like COVID challenges and baby challenges. But I think that like, you just need to like really look at that and just know that you are definitely not the only one in it. And at the, at the end of the day, at least you have this beautiful distraction when all of us are all sitting at home too. You know what I mean? That don't have a baby to care for. And your baby is so lucky to have you there more and more than ever. And by the time things open up again, you'll be able to bring her everywhere with you and like life will get back to normal and you'll be pursuing all of the, the, the things, you know? All of the things from your lips to God's ears, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Chelsea? Have you experienced any mom guilt? And like, how has like, I mean, yeah, literally exactly. I feel like as I was listening to Ash talk, I'm like, are those my words too? I mean, like to the T it's just, um, you know, I'm in, in another room on my computer banging away, but I know that Brody's right on the other side of the wall. So that is, it's hard. It's really, really hard for me um, to kind of figure that out. And he, he always wins. But then at the end of the day, I just, I feel really guilty with my work because I'm, you know, I've always just been like an overachiever. I'm going to get it done. I'm not going to put my head on the pillow until those things are checked off my to-do list. And the to-do list just keeps growing. Um, you know, and it, that's, that's really hard for me and my personality. And, um, you know, I've, in a way I've let so much with work just fall right off the table and you know I consistently kind of go back and forth like Chelsea like not only did you just have a baby but also during a pandemic like take a breath for a second and sometimes I'm okay with that mentality but to be honest sometimes I'm like that I can I can figure it all out I'm the type of person that likes to have everything on my shoulders and do it all and have all these balls up and you know 
juggle it with grace. Um, so I feel like I've kind of met my match a little bit with our current situation and just knowing like, it's okay, we're going to figure it out. But I mean, I feel that guilt, whether it's mom guilt or work guilt or, you know, just both, I mean, on a daily basis. Yeah. I wonder if my situation is a little bit different from you guys, because obviously your babies are older. So like, they're more little people now and have more personalities and they're probably doing more things and like are sleeping a lot less. So, um, they probably want more of your attention. I think for me, like the biggest thing with mom, guilt, honestly, is just like the breastfeeding just because I'm like, it's like one, I told you this, Ashley, privately, but it is like the worst form of rejection, like when it's not working or like my baby's like not taking. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought like Jake not liking me in high school was bad. Like, this is like 10 times worse. Um, so I feel like having this like... And it's, I hate talking about this so much because like so many women can't breastfeed, which I guess like why it's important to talk about, because I don't think that enough people talk about the struggles because I did not realize how bad it would be. Um, But at the same time, like a fed baby is like all that matters. So like if you can like just nourish your baby any way you can. Um, But that is like something that I've struggled with a lot with mom guilt is like feeling like I can't provide in a certain way. Like that's not working for me. And also like with the work stuff, um, I'm just trying to show myself like grace because I've totally fallen off in my check. I, I realized that like I started, stopped writing certain things on my checklist or my to-do list. I'm like, you know, know what? it's not going to get done. I know it's not going to get done. <laughs> or I'm like, it's not that important or like, and I, you know what I mean? Like we, I think we have to remind ourselves that like, in some parts of the world, women get like six months to a year maternity leave. Um, so I'm just like trying to tell myself that like, you know what, a month and I'm still like working here and there. Like, it's okay. Just show yourself some grace. And I think that's like kind of the way that I'm just going into motherhood in general is just show yourself some grace. You'll figure it all out. And that's literally all you can do. And I think like, all of us, like Chelsea was saying, we're all pretty like high achievers obviously and mm. so it's hard like it's hard to like you said Charles meet your match and I think we are our worst critic and we are the we are more than anyone putting the pressure on ourselves so like make sure we're getting work oh. and make sure we're checking things off the to-do list so like you said Christina like we just have to give each other give ourselves grace and you know it's only our expectations that we're really you know trying to meet and not anyone else's Absolutely. Totally. Um, do you guys, I know like obviously we're all um, sharing our babies on social media. I know I shared that my experience, but like what a follower said, but do you let other people's opinions like affect you and your baby or do you kind of like not open those DMs or not even worry? God, I wish there was a way you could sort through DMs on like, here's the people who are assholes, here's the yeah. people who aren't. <laughs> I know that would be amazing maybe you should try and create that filter and and sell it (laughs) put it on your to-do list Ash you can do it tonight like if you could keyword search your dms I mean this is another whole podcast episode but honestly I've been pretty lucky to not really get any kind of negative dms having to do with Luna at all which has been a blessing um but that's not to say that I don't get negative DMs about everything else. And those in turn affect my mood and my behavior. And, you know, I think this last year more than anything and becoming a mom has shown me that like, you just have to create boundaries and whatever those have to be like, you have to 
do them for your mental health or else, again, you can't show up for your child every day if you're getting attacked on social media all the time. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this goes beyond like social media though, too, because obviously like we all, that's our jobs, right? But like a lot of people listening, like their jobs are in social media, but they might hear things from certain friends or like parents or in-laws that are being said to them. And I think it's super, super easy to like let other people's opinions um, affect you and like question the way you're raising your child. Um, So beyond social media. Um, Chelsea, have you experienced any of that? Um, Nothing necessarily negative, but I feel like there's always the, oh, you're doing that with him or, (laughs) oh, you fed him that, you know, and I'm just like, sure it is, my kid's doing it, you know. Um, You just, you just got to have your thick skin, you know, and it's just, I think just kind of like with anything in life with anyone that's negative or casting judgment, like that falls on them, you know, and you, you have the decision, like you, if, you know, if you're going to let them affect you or not. Um, So I do my best just to brush it off. You know, if someone, everyone can raise their kids differently and absolutely teach your own. And I respect that more than anything. And I just always hope that that feeling, you know, of respect is mutual. And if it's not, then that's on them and it's not on me. No, I think that's such a good point. Um, And I think that it's just like uh, important to know that if you're on the other side of it and you're trying to give advice to someone, like even if it's coming um, from the right place, like there's certain ways to say certain things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you just never know like what someone is going through or what they're experiencing. And like, this goes back to the body image thing, but like, while I was pregnant, there are so many times that like, women said to me oh my gosh you you don't even look pregnant or like this or that and I know that's like meant to be a compliment right but I was dealing with like a pregnancy complication and I was like so worried about my baby being too small and it's something that like every time someone said that I was like oh they're trying to be nice but like it it brought like insecurities down for me too so you just never know what anyone's going through so I think it's just like important just to encourage people the best way you can and maybe like don't say anything um, or just like try and figure out someone's situation before you, you know, you say too much. Yeah. Or I mean the general rule, like don't say anything about anyone's body besides your own. <laughs> totally. And that includes, and that includes right. ba- babies because like, you know, it's like Christina, if someone were to say that Nico looks so tiny Mm-hmm. that would get to you because you're having struggles breastfeeding and you're like, I'm not feeding my child enough. Oh my God. He's so small. Totally. You know? And like, just don't talk about baby sizes, women's sizes, anyone's bodies. No, I think that's so important. So Brody was, he was a little guy when he was born, he was five pounds, one ounce, which was a big surprise to us and the doctors, you know, in two weeks early and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I did start sharing him on social media, Ash, you know, I would get, Oh my God, he's so tiny. What a peanut. And I know that those were coming out of, you know, like little loving comments. Oh, he's so cute and squishy, whatever. But I was so worried, you know, there were so many things going on in the back end, you know, and just, I just had a baby 48 hours earlier, you know, and to hear all these things, he's so tiny, so tiny. Um, you know, as I'm dealing with all this stuff, like, you know, they meant that out of love, but you just, especially I feel like with first time moms, you know, their emotions are so out of whack anyways, you know, just like kind of be careful and cautious and just kind, you know, I just, it's like, it's just basic human kindness. Um, you know, just think about what you say before, before you say it. 
Amen to that. Um, I think that's like literally the most important thing. Be kind and think about what you're saying. Um, okay. I, before we wrap this up, I want to know you guys, what are your top two products um, for postpartum for moms and for babies? Are there certain things that you're loving? And if there's more than two, that's okay too. But if there's like any new mom must-haves, we need to know. Chelsea. Yeah, I was going to say, Ash, what you got, girl? <laughs> I know. I'm going to say for baby, we, like, since forever have used um, the Love Every Play mat and their boxes. I mean, we spend hours on that mat. I love that for baby. Um, I think to have some sort of, like, swing or, like, a detox something. Thing, I think especially when they're a newborn to put them in um, those were a lifesaver for baby as far as like postpartum new mamas I think um, like button down PJs I think it sounds like really basic but something like that just super comfy clothes um, and there's like I think it's an earth mama um, the perineal spray yes yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah that I would say is for sure on a put it on your list what about you, Ash? Um, for baby, I would say the Solly Wrap, which we lived in. I mean, even I, was, I saw Christina for a socially distant walk the other day and had her in the Solly Wrap. So Solly Wrap was a lifesaver for us whenever we needed her to, like, calm down or be soothed. Um, I mean, the Snoo, that just, like goes without saying it is magical for us. But again, like I know mamas who hate the Solly Wrap and hate the Snoo. So it just really depends on your baby and your your personality and what works for you. For mamas, um, I really liked the Frida Mama Undies. Mm-hmm. They were really great. because like The disposable ones? Yeah. Yeah. They doubled as kind of like booty shorts and they didn't seem like hideous and bulky mm-hmm. um the second thing I mean like a nice robe or like Chelsea so like a nice something buttoned down like I have this I think you got it Christina this free people button down that I lived in the first like two months oh yeah that's and one I that you like, said that you brought the baby home in right yeah I just I lived in it because it's like and the first like two weeks I didn't even, didn't even wear a bra because it was like we're just the boob needs to be out all the time <laughs> Um, all the time oh yeah <laughs> I think for me it'd be like a good nursing bra I think is super super important I actually I have skims one and that's my favorite I love it it's like I didn't realize they did nursing bras mm-hmm. and then there's oh. I love it I think it's so good um and then the gosh is it the lanolin like it's this oh, the nipple butter it's like a nipple butter it's like I don't know but like a lot of people struggle with like your nipples like get abused just fyi sometimes um by the way can i just tell you what steve did the other day so like if you're like once you start breastfeeding like you know your nipples like your baby's like feeding off of you and that's just like a learning curve and like sometimes it's painful then you just get used to it or whatever but um i was going through a period where it was like a little painful for me and then the baby like was sucking Steve's like finger for a second and Steve was like ow this hurts so badly I was like you're an idiot I was like imagine like the baby on your nipple he's like yeah I can't I'm like oh my gosh no their suction is so hard like 
there's been times where like when Luna was really little, like she she it was like in the night or something. She missed like the nipple and she was like sucking the top of my boob. And I legit had a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. how, how hard you have to suck. That yeah, that's no joke. That yeah. is so funny. Um, but yeah, I think those two products are like just like that for you. Those for you are really great. And then for my baby, I'm like trying to think of zipper onesies, honestly. Yeah. They've just been like I'm so nice. I'm going to and say that there's, have you guys heard of um, Magnetic Me? They're magnetic PJs. I'm telling you, they are like, I would go magnetic over zippers any day of the week. I feel like I've heard you say this. I can't do magnets because I, I have a pacemaker. So no magnets are allowed to be like around really. Oh my God. Yeah. I know. So yeah. like I have that, but I heard that's, I've heard that's so great too. But if you can't do magnets, at least do zippers. I swear. Especially like in go. the middle of the night. Those <laughs> help so, so much. Um, you guys, I feel like we're going to have to do this episode again in a couple months and like go through the next couple stages because there's just yeah. so many more things I want to talk to you guys about. And I really, really appreciate it. And then we'll do a little um, Q&A also on our Instagram stories for the Confident Collective. So if you guys have any more questions for Chelsea or Ashley um, or myself about all things pregnancy and motherhood, you can leave them there as well. Um, you guys, thank you so much for joining me. I'm like I said before, I'm so happy to have mom friends on this journey with me. And if you're listening, know that you're part of our clique too. Okay. Um, just because we might not physically all be together doesn't mean that we aren't together virtually, spiritually, all the things. Um, Chelsea, where can everyone find you, show you all the love, support you? Yes, please come say hi and introduce yourself so we can talk all the things. Uh, my Instagram handle is at Millennial Myth. Um, my website is The Millennial Myth. So you can find me either place. And what about you, Ash? Um, hi. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know why I was like looking at Chelsea and getting so distracted. Anyway, <laughs> you can find me at Everyday, at Everyday Pursuits. Like I was zoning out. Um, Everyday Pursuits, both on Instagram and on the interwebs. Also, Christina, if this is okay, hot little throw in that I do have a mama's Facebook group in case anyone is looking to connect with other mamas. It's called the EDP Mamas Facebook group. And there's about 3,500 people or women in it. And it's just a great place to just have community and ask those questions that you might not want the answers from Google. You might want to see other mamas experiences. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I love, I look through the search bar on your Facebook group all the time too. So I'll make sure to leave that in the show notes too, um, along with um, the girls' blogs and handles so you guys can follow them too. But definitely join the Facebook group. It's helped me a bunch. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Love yous. Um, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.